Greetings, friends and brethren. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly great joy. Well, today is January the 6th, 2020. We have entered a new decade, a new year, and actually we've entered a new era in the spiritual realm. So we have exciting times ahead for the year 2020. And I'm not going to give you a prophetic word for the year of 2020 this week. Hopefully next week I'll be able to do that. But today I want, I want us to enter this new year with a new resolution. And I'm calling it throw away the stick. And I assure you, after you listen to this message, if you pay heed to what I'm about to share and throw away the stick, you will set yourself up to have a very healthy 2020. If not, you're going to go into 2020 carrying a lot of baggage and it's going to cause you a lot of problems down the road. So let's just pray. Father, I thank you that you have given us a new year, a new era that we're entering, Lord, we have a, a chance to review our life, review our circumstances, and to make changes. And it's good that we have this time again each year when we can look at our life and reflect back on things that maybe we need to change, certainly things we should change. And Lord, as I share this message with this audience, I pray that this message, throw away the stick, will resonate so deeply in their spirit and they will absolutely grab a hold of it and allow it to work in their life. I bless my listening audience today in Jesus' name and I wish you a happy new year. So the message of this, the title of this message is throw away the stick and this is how I'm going to start. This is from... December 29th, this was in the Sunday paper. This was Peanuts featuring good old Charlie Brown. And so I'm going to read the comic strip to you. It's short, it's brief, but I think you'll get the point. And then we're going to talk about it. So Charlie Brown approaches Snoopy. Snoopy is lying on his back on his doghouse. Charlie Brown walks up and says, Poochie's here. She wants to see you. Snoopy says, I don't want to see her. Not after what she did to me. Charlie Brown says, well, that was a long time ago. Snoopy sits up on his doghouse and he says, I don't care. We beagles have memories like beagles. And then he's going to recall what happened. There I was, an innocent little puppy bouncing around the yard one day, eager to please, willing to do anything for a little affection. Then this little girl comes along. Poochie was her name. She had a stick in her hand. Hi, cute puppy, she says. Do you want to chase the stick? So she throws the stick, and I, like a fool, go running after it, falling all over myself, bumping my nose, and getting a mudful, a mouthful of mud. 
I go running back with the stick bright and eager, just in time to see her walking away with an English sheepdog. Charlie Brown says, I'm amazed that you remember all that. Snoopy says, how could I forget? I still have the stick. <laughs> Ephesians 6, the 12th verse says this. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers of the air, against rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. This is an important scripture. Paul wrote this to the church at Ephesus because he was trying to make a point to the believers there that we're not wrestling against people. We're not wrestling against the people that we see, that we come in contact, whether they are a spouse, a child, a neighbor, a relative, a co-worker. We're not wrestling against them. We are wrestling against principalities, powers of the air, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. So when someone violates us, hurts our feelings, offends us, is cruel and mean, we often see that person and call them evil along with the action that they did. But you see, we have to separate people from their sin. Because of sin, we have become separated from him. So, God didn't create us from the foundation of the world as a sinner. He created us from the foundation of the world as saints before him and as sons and daughters forever. You see, even after we are saved, we still have a lot of work to do. The scriptures tell us that we need to work out our salvation on a daily basis. And that big word called sanctification is part of that process. Now, thank goodness for the cross that Jesus, Jesus shed his blood and reconciled us back into right relationship with our creator. But here is the key. We have to separate the person from their sin. You see, their sin is our enemy, not, not the person. We are not wrestling with them as a person, but against the very powers that I just mentioned in Ephesians 6.12. Now let's look at Snoopy for a minute. His first statement to Charlie Brown is, I don't want to see her, not after what she did to me. Well, what was it that Poochie did? Okay. She conned him in a sense. And then when something better came along, she ignored him. Her flesh got the best of her. Lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. And in return, now, mind you, I'm looking at this from the spiritual aspect, okay? So in return, Snoopy felt devalued, less than, embarrassed. So he was hurt. She suddenly treated him as if he were non-existent. 
And that stirred up in him feelings of rejection, low self-esteem, and now Snoopy has kept a perfect ledger. He can tell you exactly, detail by detail, how this all went down. Charlie Brown says, I'm amazed that you remember all of that. Snoopy says, how could I forget? I still have the sit. I still have the stick. So you see, the scriptures are pretty clear. Actually, they're very clear. If we look at 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 7, let's look at that because these are what we call the love scriptures. I'm reading out of the Amplified Version, and I'm starting with verse 4, and it reads like this. Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful, and it is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily provoked or easily angered or overly sensitive. It does not take into account a wrong endured. It does not re rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth when right and truth prevail. Now, with regard to this comic strip, obviously Poochie operated in the flesh and Charlie Brown just allowed all those feelings of rejection and low self-esteem and hurt to ha uh, cause him to keep a ledger. He kept a wrong, a an account of the wrongs that he endured. He kept a ledger of the wrongs. He could tell you step by step, detail by detail, what had happened. So Snoopy's stick was a ledger, so to speak. It was like the ledger of the wrongs that she did to him. And it reminded him, here's the problem, it reminded him continually of the hurtful episode and the offense he carried in his heart. Now, as humans, we see that it's pretty easy to be hurt, feel violated. It's, it's easy to get offended. And you know, Jesus said that people would offend us all the time. He said offenses come. And in my life, I'm sure in your life as well, from the time we are children and we're smart enough to know when somebody hurts us, whether it's a parent or sibling or whomever, we remember those things. And some of us keep a ledger. We've got a ledger so long, it goes all the way back to childhood. That ledger is quite long. And here's what we need to do for 2020. We need to erase the ledger. See, we need to throw away the stick. We need to erase all the wrongs, all the hurts, all the offenses, 
all the times that people have done things to us that seem so outrageous. What I want to share with you next is a pattern that we can fall into that is very unhealthy. And I want to make sure that as we enter 2020, we, we've got to deal with these issues, folks. We've got to deal with these things. Now, bitterness, bitterness is a terrible thing to carry inside your heart. Hebrews 12, 15 says this, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Now, when we look at this pattern, we're going to look at seven things. And we're going to look and see how this pattern progresses in a person's life. Now, yours may take a few different little turns, but ultimately, if you don't address these issues, I'm going to show you how bad it can get for you, how ultimately it can it can lead you down a really bad path of destruction. So let's just look at unforgiveness. Obviously, obviously Snoopy couldn't forgive Poochie. So when the when a root of bitterness gets a foothold, the first thing that happens is a record of wrongs. We're going to we're going to keep that ledger and we're going to write down every time somebody hurts us. And they may keep on, and so we just add to that specific ledger. Now, sometimes we still have flashbacks about the things that people have done to us. For instance, if I, if I mention Aunt Mary's name or Uncle John's name, you'd probably be able to give me 15 reasons why you don't like him or her. That is unforgiveness. And you see, after unforgiveness gets a foothold and creates this record of wrongs, there's another dimension of the spiritual dynamics here, and it's called resentment. So we have this unforgiveness, and then it kind of moves into, once we've got this ledger going, then we resent them. Now, resentment, is the record of wrongs being fueled by feelings of holding on to it, and then you start to meditate on it. You start to chew on it. You start to ruminate on it over and over, and you will go over those things in your mind and over those things in your mind, and you get them firmly settled in your spirit. And that's not a good thing. And it's amazing that when we have these feelings of resentment, we can think about the person, that individual in our mind, but yet we, we seem to feel it down in our heart. And it's because your mind is where your soul is and your spirit is where your heart is. See, you're a spirit being. You have a soul and you live in a body. Resentment is a spiritual problem. It's not a psychological problem. Bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment, they're spiritual problems. 
not psychological. So you can take these keys and you can use them in any spiritual conflict that you have in your life. And it gets us right to, you know, the, um, the issue. The issue is in our heart. And then what happens is this is what separates us from other people. And it can become a foundation of fear. And later in your life, you may struggle with fear of man, fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of, a, fear of a abandonment. And when that happens, you just go and hide. Now, if it gets to that point and you've got this resentment, then it moves into the next stage. So after resentment gets a foothold, then we have retaliation. And after this resentment starts to simmer a while, right? You've been ruminating on it, meditating on it, chewing on it. Then we find ways to get back at the person who caused it. See, retaliation wants to make the person pay. It's time to get even. And then the next stage, once retaliation gets a foothold, then anger starts to set in. Now we have unforgiveness, resentment, retaliation, and they have been building inside of you. And now a real strong feeling of anger comes along. Have you ever experienced anger towards someone in your lifetime? I'm sure you have. Next is hatred. After anger sets in, then comes the hatred. Hatred says this, because I'm remembering what you did to me, because I've really been meditating and chewing on it, and I really resent it, I'm going to get even. I'm going to get this pressure cooker going because I'm going to add fuel to this thing. And now at this stage, you don't have a reason to exist anymore, especially in my presence. You see, hatred says things like, there isn't really any room on this planet for you and me. Hatred says, I don't even want to be in the same, same place that you are. So then, after hatred, comes violence. And violence says this, before I eliminate you, you're going to feel my pain. You're going to hear my voice. You're going to know my hatred. You're going to experience it. And the last step in all of this is murder. You see, once violence erupts, the final fruit of bitterness is murder. It could be actual physical murder, or, or it could be murder with the tongue, which is character assassination or verbal abuse. Now, when you get all that stuff going on in your heart, let me tell you, it is not good, not healthy. Because when hatred, violence, and murder are in your life, you feel justified. You feel like that everybody else is going to have to pay the price because you, you've been a victim. So you see how this can escalate. And by the way, this information that I'm sharing with you comes out of Henry W. Wright's book, A More Excellent Way 
spiritual roots of disease and pathways to wholeness. Um, ultimately, if you do not deal with all of, you know, these at, at any point in these steps, you will suffer physically for it with some kind of disease, some kind of symptoms, some kind of something, because we are a tripartite individual. Now, what is the answer for all of it? What was Snoopy's answer? Snoopy could have just forgiven Poochie and never kept the stick. You see? So you and I have to throw away the stick. We have to walk in forgiveness. Peter and Jesus had an interesting conversation. Jesus was teaching and Peter asked the Lord, how often should I forgive my brother? Oh, up to seven, up to seven times. Jesus said, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. I do not say until se uh, until seven times. I say to you, 70 times seven. And we find that scripture in Matthew 18, 22. So you see, it doesn't matter how many times in a day. It could be even up on 490 times in one day that somebody hurts us, offends us. We're to forgive them. I like how Henry writes this. He says, every minute of your day when your brother blows it regarding the same issue, he says, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, release him or her. But you say, Lord, what if he or she does the same thing again? Well, release them again. Forgive them again, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. Release them. Because you see, in releasing the person, you have released yourself. When you go to other scriptures, you quickly see that um, the Lord tells us. And let's just look at this scripture in Matthew 6, 14, 14 through 15. Jesus says, for, it, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So you see, after becoming a Christian, after our conversion to Christ, there is an absolute requirement and a responsibility to forgive others. So it, it, it doesn't matter what they did. And it's important. We want to take care of these issues because the consequences of all those steps that I shared with you, the consequences of unforgiveness may bind you to a disease resulting from this sin of bitterness. So we've got to let these things go, folks. We cannot hang on to the hurt, the pain, the offense, the violation. And I can tell you that I have been offended oh, numerous times, uh, and it continues. I have to make a decision. So do you. And the decision is, I must forgive the individual. 
See, the price is too costly. It's too costly for the anointing. It's too costly for my physical body. It's too costly for my mental well-being. I have to forgive. I have to release that individual. Is it easy? No. No, it's not. But there's a thing called grace. And all we have to do is go before the Lord, first repent of the sin of unforgiveness or bitterness or revenge or retaliation or murder or violence or whatever we've been holding in our heart, that ledger of wrongs, we have to repent. We have to go before the Lord and ask forgiveness for our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And then we just say, Lord, I need your grace. Because the hurt and the pain is too deep, I'm asking you to begin to heal my heart of the hurt and pain. Heal me, Lord. Now, will you forget the Will you forget what happened? No, but you won't feel the pain. You won't feel that injustice any longer. The Holy Spirit will begin to do a healing work in your heart. And before long, before you know it, you will not feel that pain anymore. You don't, won't feel that resentment toward that person anymore. You ask the Lord to give you love for that individual because we are to love one another. The scriptures command us. We can't get around that, folks. We just can't. So as we enter 2020, we don't want to carry a ledger of wrongs. We don't want to carry any kind of bitterness, unforgiveness, retaliation, uh, resentment, violence, hatred in our heart toward anyone. Because you see, if you let it fester and it festers long and hard enough, it becomes such a stronghold that you could end up committing murder with your tongue or hopefully not physically. This is serious business, serious business. And we've got to take care of these serious issues before we really get going in 2020. And that's why I wanted my message for my first message for 2020 to deal with something that I feel. And I, you know, I'm not alone. It, it, most ministers are talking about this today. It's, it's, you know, we, we've got to get these issues resolved in our heart so that we have a pure heart. That's why my ministry is called Pure Heart Ministries. We've got to have a pure, clean heart. And the Holy Spirit can help us achieve it. So this is Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries. You can go to www.pureheart.today and listen to this podcast again. And if you would like to uh, support this ministry, you can um, send a check to P.O. Box 85, Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. I always cherish your prayers. Please pray for this ministry. It's very, very important. I believe in prayer. So with that, I look forward to being with you next week. 
And to all my listeners, a happy, happy 2020. And shalom, shalom. Peace be unto you.